swings and roundabouts. Welcome to our second episode. Today we have Eugene joining us. Hi everyone. We have Maz. Hi everyone. We have Daniel. Yo. We have my fabulous husband, Ade. Yes, yes. We have Alex. Yo, yo. We have Courtney. Hello. And we have Adrian. What's happening? Guys, today we are going to be talking about growing up black in London. Does um, that include me? That's including you, a <laughs> uh, white, white Grow, Egyptian gr- African. African. Growing up with black kids in London. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, guys, um, Eugene, we didn't really, you wasn't here for our first episode. What was it like for you growing up as a black male in London? Actually, it's interesting. I grew up in South East London, but I went to school in Welling, which is just outside of South East London. Um, is that Kent? Is that it's, oh, it's classed as Kent. How old are you? That's Sorry? unfortunate. How old are you? <laughs> that is big unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 32, actually. I've got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hard times. Also. Yeah. yeah. Um, that four, so, eight, six journey, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. It's um, yeah. You learn to you learn to deal with it. You learn to understand. I guess you understand your race. You understand your colour. But, yeah, you, you, you face challenges. I don't really, I don't know if I'm going into so much detail with there, but you face the challenges and you, you recognise your skin colour and you recognise that you are different growing up black in London. Okay. Um, did people make you recognise your skin colour or did you go in there thinking, okay, I'm a black guy, I'm a black boy, this is how I have to present myself, this is how I have to act, or was it just your surroundings that made you notice that, you know what, I'm different? And sorry, can I just add as well? Because where did you experience it the most? In Welling or back when you went home? So in my school, I was the only black boy in my year. So there was, there was a couple of there was a couple of mixed race mixed race kids in our class in our year, but I was the only black boy in my year. So obviously, school was yeah. I felt it in school. That's I tough. noticed it in school. That's tough. Um, I always see black kids in those situations and I think to myself, Jesus Christ, I don't know if yeah. I could handle that, you know? Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. So it must have been hard, yeah. Yeah, but you have your, I had my little connection, like my cousin was in the year above, so there was a few that, in, like in the school, there was like, let's say 5% black, but you know the black people, you like to did get your, together, you gather your, together. Did your family strategically put you guys in school to protect <laughs> no, was, each other? It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a grammar school, it was one of the best schools around. So oh, it was, oh, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> You have that, you have that conflict, right? Yeah, you either go yeah, to a school yeah. where people look like you, in my case, yeah. or you go to a school where you're going to get the best education possible. Why do you think there were less black kids in those grammar schools? You didn't um, the exposure. It was, it was literally exposure. Yeah, hundred percent. What do you mean exposure in terms you needed, of? You needed to take a test to get into that school. Yeah. So and a lot of people didn't know that you need to take the test, and a lot of people didn't know about these schools. And to the extent where there's only one black kid in the year, though. Also, yeah. across the area as well. So yeah. in that yeah, the time catchment area. Yeah. Sorry, is known for being very racist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, sorry, only full black male in my year. Yeah, there was a couple of girls in my year. So yeah. yeah. And can I just say, the school didn't do you so bad because you're marrying your woman. Yeah. From so the school, one of the, one of the only black girls in the year okay. is now Imagine. gonna be his wife. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. yeah congrats. And then let's go to um, let's go to shall I say the younger ones? Yeah. I say younger; they're in their twenties. Like only like three or four years away. Like, what, what do you mean from, from Eugene? Eugene oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, not you guys. What about you, Maz? What was it like um, growing up? Well, I can't say black in London. What was it like growing up as a black adjacent? <laughs> For me, it was it was a little bit mixed. Obviously, I'm not, in terms of skin colour, I'm not black, but I'm not white either. Um, 
So for me, I probably didn't get it as much as you guys, although I did have a few run-ins here and there. I, I think from the area that we're from, sort of going into Eltham, Welling, those sorts of areas, um, back then there was a lot of racism. You had the, the NFs up in mm. Welling, Bexley Heath, um, yeah. Erif, all but of to those be honest, areas. we used to remember we used to go up there just to pick a fight. And yeah. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we used to go up there just wishing someone would call us the N word, you know. But we end up running though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, we just wanted a little chase. <laughs> but do you know what's so funny? Because I remember like working with you guys. Um, like I was saying in the first episode, I used to be. Um, what was I, Alex? What was I was like a senior youth worker working no, with the. Worker, yeah. yeah <laughs> what do you call it? You guys used to go to Elton. My generation, we were not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Because I know some of the black boys in your year group yeah. that used to go and link yeah. the girls out yeah. there. We couldn't, because I was, Steve Lawrence went to my school. Yeah. So I was, I think, I was I was year seven when Steve Lawrence died. And I remember it was, a, it was a big thing after year groups were all sent, you know, home and stuff. So for us, we grew up being told never to go to Elton because this is what will happen to you. So the shock, when I used to listen to like your age group, like everyone used to speak and say, yeah, I'm going to go link a girl here and there. I'm yeah, thinking... the white girls love the ethnics. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They love the ethnics. And I that's why a lot it. of people would go to Elton. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a lot. Like, yeah. what, 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 Daniel, what was it like for you? Do you know what? There's two sides. So there's... So it's... I, I'll, I'll just describe it as a jungle, honestly. It'll mm. be like... There'll be the gang stuff where it's like, oh, you don't want to go to a certain areas because of X, Y, and Z. But then there's the side where you're going to these white areas and you're petrified. Like, you're on the bus. You're the only black boy on the bus and you're scared. You're, mm. you're really scared. You see, like, because back in the day, and even you'll know that um, in, in Bexley from Wenning, there was a lot of young white boys always together. Yeah. It, it, it was just scary. It was yeah. just scary. So that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I think on top of that, though, it wasn't just from like white people. Like we couldn't go to certain areas as well. Yeah. Just because we, of the postcode thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, we experienced it from both sides. I mean, personally as well. Like you, we couldn't jump on a bus to Lewisham or Woolwich being seen without Thomas Tallis. That's what I was going to say. Because your school, depending what school you go to, you people seen you as. Because I think blacky blue coats were seen as um, cherry. Yeah, was it not? Yeah, 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 they're seen as the yeah, cherry. They, they yeah, belong yeah. to cherry. Yeah. And um, Tallis belonged to, Thomas Tallis School belonged to the Ferrier Estate. And so different, like, what was that like for you? Did you always have to take your school uniform off or? We just didn't go anywhere. We just stayed. That's why we always went to Elton because it was safe. Mm. Or we stayed around, I don't know, Ferrier or wherever it is. Yeah. We never went to Charlton or... Lucian, no way. Yeah. No and when way. we did, we had a few running yeah. though, innit? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> time time we're seeing guys running from Ferrier Cage all day. <laughs> and the Ferrier had their own... Me, personally, I never... Obviously, being a black female, I never had any problems. But I remember when I first started working there, it was um, it was the older guys. So, actually, I remember I could have actually lost my job for something I did. So, this was back in the days when... Um, the local authority just used to throw money to all different projects and stuff. And I was with Adrian, and I think it was Ali. And we went to Woolwich, because you guys had to fill out a form. Oh, yeah. And we saw <laughs> one of the Ferrier boys. Right, so he, he, 
they were just, I was always cool with every one of them. So I remember it was like, auntie, auntie, get in my taxi, get in my cab. I remember Adrian and Ellie were not about it. <laughs> they did not want to get in a cab. And it was like, get in, Adrian's like, we're going to have to get in, we're going to have to get in. This guy sat in the cab and all he talked about was stabbing and just nonsense to the cab driver. Look, it's right in the name. Oh, And okay. every one of you saw was scared. I remember, I remember he was scared. I can't I'm, be dropping names in this podcast. No, no, no names. You know? It's for me. For me, like, I would see him and it would be, like, limping. And I'm like, why are you limping? Oh, auntie, then Marley's got my food, man. They've got my food. <laughs> and I look things like that. But I just remember that day, Adrian and Ali, was, um, they were shaking. They didn't want to get in. And I was like, oh, let's just go. We'll get hey, a free Hey, we weren't shaking. Uh, Adrian, you we were scared. Shake. Adrian, okay, maybe scared. Adrian's a big man yeah. now, isn't it? <laughs> 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 we were scared. But um, so even within the ferrier, I noticed that there was, there was levels. Yeah. yeah, there was definitely yeah. levels. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, what about you guys, um, Ade? What was it like growing up in East London? East London, Great Street. Yeah. <laughs> East, East London was cool. It was cool. At young age, it was cool. It wasn't until I was about, let's say, about twelve years old that I actually experienced racism. So we moved into the near area. So my parents sent me and my brother to go to the shops. I remember this day like it was yesterday. So they, they sent us to go to the shops to pick up some stuff or whatever, the local corner shop. So me and my brother was walking, and there was this white family. They obviously, they live in the, they've lived in the area. They think they run the area. So there's two brothers. No, there's three brothers, sorry. Two younger ones, two twin brothers, and one older one. So me and my brother were walking, going to the shop. They were playing football in the, in the front, in the front, by the Garden. front door, whatever. So the ball, they must have kicked the ball, kicked it into our path. So they was like, hey, pass the ball. And like we're like we're thinking we don't know you. Why are you shouting oi past the ball? That's rude. Like say mm. excuse me. Can you get the ball please or whatnot? So we looked at them. We just blanked them, thinking nah man, go and get your ball yourself. We're walking, and the older brother came up to us. So what are you doing? What do you think you are? I told you to get the ball. We're thinking, rah. Yeah. We don't know you. You don't know us. Just chill, yeah, man. Yeah. So we're carrying on walking. Then I remember. It, oh sorry. Then I remember he pushed me. I'm thinking, are you alright? So I pushed him back. So we got into a little scrap and that. I ended up on top of him, punching and punching and punching him. My younger brother was just looking, thinking, okay, you're winning. It's cool. Everything's, on, everything's, on, everything's <laughs> under control. And the two younger twin brothers that came, they started, they started rushing me. So there's three versus one. Then my brother jumped in. Then we ended up, two of us ended up beating up the three of them. Then a couple of days later, me and my brother walking home from school now. Then the older brother that started, that started, that started a fight with us, saying, yeah, 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 there, it's there. It's, it was with his older cousin. Then his other cousin was like, no, no, come, 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 let's go and deal with him, let's go and deal with him. Then the young brother was scared, said, no, 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 leave him, leave him. Those boys are mad, leave him alone, leave him alone. Then the older cousin came up to us saying, hey, you had a fight with my cousin, blah, blah, my cousin, blah, 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 blah. If I see you touching him again, I want to stab you, I want to do this, I want to do that. But it, the younger brother was actually pleading with his cousin, saying, no, no, leave him, leave him. These guys are mad, these guys are mad. We're like... It's in African warrior. It's in prob- that's, probably, that's, probably, that's probably what it's seen. So that was the first time I experienced racism. Can I ask this as well? Right, so back then, I can't remember, Adrian Amaz and Daniel, help me out. Was there stabbing? I can't remember stabbing. Yeah, Was there? I remember acid. I remember like one time I couldn't go through a certain area of one of 
the boys that you guys know because it was like, nah, they're going to pour acid on me. Yeah. Mm. I remember sta- that. It all started with us. Yeah. Our generation started the post Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's accelerated now, obviously, but mm. it was like, in your generation, it was it like, was like a, it was everyone, even, it's fist fight. You, you yeah, deal with it. There were knives. South London. Were they shooting? No, what part? Okay, yeah, Lucia. Yeah, but Ade's generation, because I know you guys got similar age to my brothers as well. We're older than Alex by a few years as well. Yeah, you guys had what? South London, you had what? Ghetto Boys? Yeah, we had Ghetto Boys. You had like two gangs yeah. so literally a part yeah. of London, whereas yeah. now it's just like no, but the thing is, the difference 10 gangs in one estate. But the difference was, gangs back then, or at least when I was growing up, was bar away, didn't it? It wasn't just like now it's like little blocks here, yeah. Blocks here. And that's what like, Adrian was just saying in a block, you could have like yeah, 10 different gangs, and everyone fight. But that meant you was from Lucian, you rep Lucian regardless yeah, exactly. of whether yeah. you wanted, you wanted to or not, Absolutely, you, you yeah. took Lucian wherever, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's so. not like you could target a particular gang from, like, Lewisham or, like, uh, uh, New Cross or something like that. It was just, like, they were all the same guys, you know? No, yeah. but in Lucian, though, there was, like, Catford had their own little that was, thing as well, That though. was later on. Okay. I went out, like, okay. at, like, Ghetto was all over Lucian, and mm. then as yeah. people started beefing stuff, people started dying, yeah. and they started to splinter up, and they are like, wildcats. Wow, what was Deptford? Deptford was Ghetto, so Peeps and, peeps and uh, Woodpecker mm. are where kind of like Ghetto originated. In South London, all South West was basically PDC. PDC. What's Other PDC stand for? Just lo- uh, loads, poverty-driven children. <laughs> oh yes. Um, what's the other one? Uh, poli- 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 uh, politically driven children as well. There's like. Oh, so yeah, the poverty. Oh, and I like could change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends oh, who's depends. stopping them and who's asking. Yeah. <laughs> so, Courtney, I want you to jump on this as well. I didn't really experience it. Probably later on until I was, um, yeah, around similar age. At around twelve, it must have been year seventy-eight. I remember going on a trip. I used to have a mixed-race friend I was close with. Uh, I used to go around to his house. I used to go away for like weekends, like doing just random shit. Like someone, it'll be like a youth center, right? So you get taken away. Obviously, the only black boy there, and then I clocked obviously a couple of people just again calling you niggers, calling you monkey, calling me monkey, whatever. And um, we get to the point where I had a blowout with one of them, like boxed them, and then that was that. But that's the first time I realized that actually um, I'm going to be treated differently because of my color of skin. So I went home, told my parents, and that's when. Um, I got that whole speech, oh, you've got, a, like, from my dad, um, about the fact that, obviously, black people have suffered injustices for many years, I'm going to be a part of that, I'm going to suffer that. But you, and you get that speech where you got, you're told you're going to have to work twice as hard, yeah, um, three times as hard as anyone else, um, and that sort of just hammered it home for me. But I wasn't... I grew up in East London, um, in East Town, I grew up around East Town, Stratford, Canning Town, um, and it was quite diverse. There was a lot of Asian, there was quite a lot of um, black... Uh, it, was, it was good... Uh, black people as well so it was um, a good mixture to that extent so I wasn't really scared mm-hmm. um, until obviously I went to certain areas my older brother actually went to university in Portsmouth um, which is obviously predominantly white mm. um, I know why I done that um, <laughs> <laughs> but so I used to go down there like, and, and stay with him and chill with him or whatever jam and then like yeah the racing experience there was just mad yeah, um, yeah just bit getting stuff thrown at you like yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and that's when I'd start to feel scared when I was sort of outside of my own. Yeah. Like, um, your comfort zone. Yeah. Your people. Like, I, I was reminiscing. I feel like when I got, it's only now that I can say that I was scared. Like growing up, mm. you, you didn't see it as fear. Like you. Was it part of life? It was part of life. Like you expect it, and I was never like deep in anything or anything. But you just knew anywhere you could go, anything could kick off at any time. So, yeah. like you. 
he was always ready. Like I remember when I met Jess and we went like to some estate in Kilburn and I remember just being on edge, like because you learn like, oh, I've seen that car twice, or this people's here, where's the exit? Like you're yeah. you're always on like attack mode, and I'm like, I'm in my twenties now. Like what? Like it's a different. But is it because you're with your that? woman? Like was it? No, like... not even that. But you just growing up, growing up, like like I I used to have to go Pecker. My little sister used to go nursery in Pecker. So after school, I had to go into Pecker to mm. get my little sister. So like, every you're just like tense, like frontline. Was Pecker like did they have frontline? That wasn't that wasn't race related, though, was it? It was a race related. I mean, ra- race wise. Catford Illusion is very black in it. You got yeah. white working class. Agreed, yeah. Uh, we used to, we were, um, my secondary school was right on the edge of um, Catford, so like Downham, where you got like NF and BMP and that. We had a few things. They used to come up with the bully vans if anything happened, but nothing like. And people used to sit, this one guy used to sit and wait for us after school and like set his dog on us. And like, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like running down, like yeah. there's a bend and you just see people running and yeah. <laughs> you see these two big pits just coming. But we never. I think I was blessed to grow up in Captain Lucian. Like yeah. it's big Jamaican population. I was always proud to be black. I never yeah. felt yeah. like I never felt even if they was racist. Like I didn't really it, it didn't really it didn't really mean nothing to yeah. me. Like it didn't. Yeah. Black people were we ran things. That's how I felt. Like yeah. we yeah, ran yeah. things anyway. Like what are you gonna say? Who was gonna trouble I us? I completely agree. Like I grew up in like Stockwell and Brixton. Um, so my mum lived in Stockwell. My dad lived in the Ferry Estate. Yeah. But like. For me, Southwest was ours anyway. Yeah, so like, I didn't experience any racism what are you gonna at do? all, <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I didn't even know what racism was till I was like a teenager, and I like yeah. I moved to live with my dad in Elm anyway. Mm. But even then, like I, I wouldn't say it's I, minimal. I, yeah, I, I never experienced any outright racism living yeah. in Elm, and I think I think like most of that is down to the fact that like even people look at me and just not want to bother anyway because it's not. I don't know. They'll just look at me and go, listen, we're not going to call this guy a nigger or something because he'll kick off and I'm going to kick your head. In. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I've always had that kind of energy. And I think over time, there was a massive shift in gang culture. And I think that's, that's, the, that's the biggest difference between your generation and our generation. Yeah. The white man was very fearful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they were yeah. very fearful because black kids were seen to be in gangs and all of that. Yeah. And it was just like, that's why... You could walk in Elton freely. I was, I've was i never, ever been racially abused in Elton. And yeah. I lived there for like six, seven years. So, yeah. Eugene, why do you think there is this stereotype that every black boy is in a gang? Why do they see? Why do they think that? They just see a black boy, he could be walking home from school by himself, whatever, straight away they think, I bet he's in a gang. Why? Sorry, who do you think? Who thinks like, they're in a gang? Just white, white people. Black people too. I think it's, um, I guess it's the media, right? I think for what we see, the exposure people have to black people is what they see on TV, generally. If you don't live in an area where you've got black people around, then the only exposure you have to black people is what you see on TV. So when they're presenting, the news is saying that, okay, um, black on black crime, anything like that, that's that's why people are worried about black people. And I think that's obviously wrong. it's a naive way of thinking about it and you can't always trust everything you see. It's just one side of a coin. It's one perception, but I think, yeah, definitely it's, it stems from the media. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. That's I think... I th- sorry. Am I going mad? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone said something, yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the media. Um, some, some of the things they put in the media aren't necessarily wrong. At the end of the day, when a black man stubs another black man, that's, that's, that's a fact that did happen. But is that going to stop, though? Do you think? I, I, I also think it's a, 
like you said, you've got to dig deeper into the issue and try and understand mm. it. But at the end of the day, like a majority of the population aren't going to dig deep and understand. Do you know what I mean? Some people don't have that kind of intellect to do it and some people just can't be bothered. It's a, it's a proximity issue anyway. You're always going to have an uh, ex- extreme amount of crime um, committed in inner city areas mm-hmm. anyway where poverty is high as well. Yeah. And where there's poverty, there's always going to be crime. Unfortunately, a lot of the black population are located in these areas. So you're going to have these kind of crimes. You're going to have mm. black on black crime. But it's not just like... But there's white on one... If you go to Liverpool, the there's the going to be white on white crime. At the end crime. of the day, also, people of the same race are more likely to commit crimes against that race. Well, if you were to look yeah, at all well, the crimes of a white yeah. man, the most people that mm. have committed crimes against another white man are white men. Mm. The same. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You're more likely to commit crimes against people that look like you, yeah. that you live near as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's way deeper than just a black... At the end of the day, the black man isn't more inclined to commit a crime than a white man. There's so many external circumstances that kind of force us into that situation. Oh, any of you guys fearful of walking around... So if you saw a group of black boys, you know, like the stereotype, they've got Absolutely. the trousers, they would you be fearful yeah. now? Uh, you're, you're in your 30s, you're in your 20s, would you be fearful? Absolutely. I was even going to say, like, growing up in London, the two biggest enemies, right, for me, the police and someone that looked exactly like me. And that was because of what I saw in the media every day. Wow. Do you know what I mean? It's unfortunate. You were also from that postcode generation. Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. But Ada, even, you wouldn't be scared. If you saw a group of like boys with just the stereotype that what they say. Technically, probably probably not, no. I don't think wouldn't. scared is the right word though, but would yeah. you be what mindful? Would you, would you be mindful? Thank I would you, be, yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. I'll be stupid not to be mindful. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't know what's What's the, what, what they're thinking of? Where, where, yeah, I don't know what what that particular group of guys are thinking. But well, would yeah. that be the same if you saw a group of white boys? Absolutely, white same way. When I was, white. let me tell you something. When I was when I was younger, I used to be a football coach, right? And in Canning Town, I used to coach a bunch of white boys. And every Thursday, there was this group of white boys that used to come to the training session, and they all used to come with flip knives. They used to say, "Oh, Ade, look what I got today." They used to show me their knife. They all got different. They all had different knives, and they used to show me the flip it out. Look at Teddy All I wanted was coaching and a good time. But so basically, the media's not going to tell us. The media's not going to tell us that oh, white boys are carrying knives and, and what age? X, what y, age? Roughly this what was, age? They must have been about 17, 18. Vicky, you remember period the yeah. white boys that used to come down? So, yeah, it's, it. all, it's, all, it's all media-based perception, <laughs> stereotype. So, yeah, to cut a long story short, I, won't, I would not be scared. I would, like, I would be mindful, but I wouldn't be scared. But you know what's funny? What Alex just said as well is we had white, white... I remember a white female worker. I'm not going to say her name, but I'll tell you that after. She said that she actually was more fearful of the white boys coming down to the ferry than the black boys that were we couldn't around. control them. Remember, like, yeah. the, the kids was looking at the building, like, and like, oh, do you think this building was set on fire? Like, them yeah. kind of things. They, like, they, their disrespect. mindset was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was like, they were going to do... They didn't care death. who was there. They didn't care how many like, kids. They would have got beat up and they would have come back the next day. And they were brave That's as well. That's privilege. They think they're going to survive <laughs> everything. They were super brave. <laughs> and I was just like... Yeah. And they're harder to, and it was like that for me at school. The white boys that were there, they were just so erratic. Like you never knew. Yeah, that's true. I get what we a black guy is gonna guy do. He's either gonna leave me or he's gonna try something, and then we can deal with that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a white guy at school, like they used to walk around and just do madness, and you'd be sitting there like just stab people with stuff randomly, yeah. just like head by each. Like it was yeah, more madness, guys like. that would get excluded would probably be white people. Like they'd like throw chairs at teachers and yeah, because mentally it's just yeah, no, they're yeah, not, yeah. It's not meant they act, they're actually they actually feel like they're that level 
they've got that level that of That is their right you know? to do yeah. all this stuff. Like, yeah. I can throw a chair in this room and nothing will happen. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I didn't. I don't remember any black kids doing anything like that. Because they get you know shit I mean? back. Yeah. More time it'll be fighting, though. More time we'll fight. More time you know we'll I mean? We'll wave, yeah. get out of the class and we'll scruff a bit. But yeah. to throw a chair when the teacher's in the classroom, <laughs> I don't Courtney know. Courtney and know. Eugene, because um, you guys have been quiet. Let me start with you, Courtney, um, Eugene, then Courtney next. Eugene, do you remember seeing gangs, like, growing up? Did you know of any? I would have seen them, but I didn't actually, I didn't associate with them. I wasn't around that. My kind of growing up, growing up where I grew up, it was going to school and coming back home. I didn't spend a lot of time on the street. I didn't Was interact. that like your parents? That was the parents, yeah. yeah. I grew up with an like African family, literally, literally, go to school, come home. There was no real inter interaction with the streets, with gangs. So you would see did them, you, but you'd be obviously Did you a bit aware. curious, though, to see what they do and... No. No. Not at all. <laughs> it wasn't for me. <laughs> what about you, Courtney? Like, um, did you want to ever join a gang? Like, for protection, maybe? or? No, it wasn't like that for me, to be fair. Um, I didn't... Yeah, my, I'm trying to think back now, but there weren't any particular gangs or particular sort of black gangs that I was either aware of or fond of joining. Um, so it wasn't that for me. There was just a few people scattered about. You had your... Uh, if you sort of blackheads or black people or black boys or whatever you hang together it wouldn't well, like for me would I would you guys class, be considered a gang because you had Ade you had Ade's brother and you had a few others yeah, were, were you guys a gang we weren't, like, I wouldn't consider what is a gang you don't have names it's, it's, what, what's a gang? political it's political like, I, I want someone to kind of explain, give me a definition of what, is it a group of people? Is it a group of people that do Te bad things? Technically, what, it's a group of people, right? A yeah, gang is a group of I, people. Yeah. But we're a common go, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So were you guys a gang? Yeah, in that sense, yeah. We were a gang because we were a group of people that hanged We just didn't have a name. Go. But we weren't a gang in the sense of yeah. how the media portrays it, how, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. how we've become to know gangs, right? Yeah. So it wasn't, yeah, for me, it wasn't, I had my boys and I grew up in like, my grandparents religious, my parents, my mum my religious, my dad's like strict as fuck, so I knew that that kind of life wasn't for me because I wouldn't see the <laughs> light, light of the next day. So it was just something that I always avoided and wasn't really keen on anyway because I didn't want to disappoint my parents in that way yeah. um, because of the expectations that they uh, openly expressed to me yeah. from, from young. Daniel, you had football. Yeah. Did that so keep you focused? Like, did to say that um, what Courtney was saying just about some, with, with the black people you have sometimes you have that thing that pulls you away from that so for me it was football for for yourself it was school or education or whatever that might be and sometimes it's parents it's that feel it's that fear yeah. so for me it was football and just knowing that one wrong move your career is done like yeah. you've got all this you can see the light but if you do one wrong thing and you're in the wrong place that can just go so it was, for me it was that it was just that fear but you yeah. also fear of your parents as well, like fear of my parents. But it was more football. I can't lie. Yeah. Like if if I didn't have football, I probably would have been in a, in a gang. Like I was yeah. still rolling with my boys. Um, I'd go to certain places, do certain things. Um, I might not go somewhere because I had a match the next day. But mm. more times I was really there. I was yeah. there like every day. So it's just that fear. I, I think everyone's got that thing. And for me, it was just football. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really fear my parents. You know, no, I did not love your them. dad. Nah. Old, nah, not really. <laughs> but um, but there's a lot you could do. Like our parents don't know us on that level. There's a lot you can do without them finding out anyway, mm. right? But I feel like the difference for me is that I love my parents too much. Mm. I couldn't 
imagine like putting like what if I got stabbed? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just imagining my mum in that kind of state was just like absolutely not. One, I fear death anyway. I don't want to die. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to die a stupid death. And yeah, <laughs> and I think uh, I think yeah. early on, I think. I was just lucky to acknowledge that there's no W's in, in that kind of lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, for me, it was just like education. You go from there. I, yeah. was, just, I was just like, even though I had it around me every day, it was just, for some reason, I could just easily identify that it's but just, I think you had a it's good just group. full of L's. And I had, and I had, I think I look at your well. circle friends. I'm looking at Maz and I'm thinking, I, I don't know what you guys were doing when I wasn't looking. But I saw on Fridays we were all together. We would eat together. Shout out together. Vicky, man. Shout out Vicky, because without her we could have been oh, done out you. here, you know. She but even, we she had, even got those halal meals. Trust me, everyone was catered towards. Yeah, man. For that but, halal. Yeah. I was like, come See? on, Vicky. We said halal. Daniel said, I don't want it. And then they took it further. They started praying. Remember? Do you remember when they started praying? Oh my gosh. Yeah, they started praying. But we had a good time. But the thing is, I look at your circle of friends because there were other groups of boys as well that I know that went to prison. Unfortunately, there was one that passed away that he was murdered and passed away. I don't know if you guys remember who I'm talking about. And that one, that got to me because I looked at, I worked in schools. I worked with you guys as well. And he was the only one that I felt personally that I lost a murderer as well. Like, Alex, you know who I'm talking about. Mm. And then I think there were some that had older brothers that started then starting to go to prison. Yeah. But you guys weren't really tight with them. They were your boys, but they weren't your boys' boys, if that makes sense. So I think your circle of friends played a big part. I don't know, you know. I think I think it was almost like a... It was a 50-50 split. Because I was going to say, do you, think, people, do you think we're lucky? I think... I don't, do think I don't think we're lucky. I just feel like I just feel like we were strong-minded. You know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's Agreed. you. Like, all had a sense of yourself. Yeah. Like when I think about to my experiences, what kept me out is my dad was very. My I have a very good sense of myself. I don't like people telling me what to do. So no mm. one's gonna tell me you're younger. Go do this. I'm like, mm. who are you talking to? I'd rather get, I'd rather get beaten up than do what I don't want to do. So I didn't feel comfortable robbing people. I don't mind fighting i don't mind none of that stuff you didn't feel like you had to be a role model you're like the eldest out of three out of you got two and there was that as well yeah. for me if i do anything they get pulled up in it so no matter what i mm. what i do they would have had to deal with it and i know my younger brother my youngest brother probably would have dealt with it better maybe my middle brother he's not that's just not him so mm. he's just a lot more carefree and going mm. so if i got him into that kind of thing i would have hated myself if we had all three decided to do it, we would have done it well. Mm. And my dad's always taught me, anything you're going to do, do it well. So if, if I was going to do wrong, if I was a bad man, man, I was going to be like, <laughs> yeah. straight. It's so sad. There's, there's no part no halfway in and yeah. out because there's no point. If you die over something dumb, you might as well die knowing that you did it, like you lived the life. Leave your name. Seriously, there's it's no crazy. point of this halfway other, in and out, man. The other day I was watching on the news, there's this mum, she had triplets and they're all in prison at the same time. Imagine. Can you imagine? Yeah, but you, actually, you, but you see that? No, but you know brothers that have done that. Hmm? You know, brothers that have done that. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes the mum gets that one good one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the three at the same <laughs> time. That is that's that's heartbreaking. Yeah. I've got three boys. I can't. I can't even. God, it's a sense. God, I'm coming back. It's a sense of self. If you know. I mean, I'm not saying you'll never sway and never do stuff, but you know yourself. You'll always come back to yourself. Where does that come from? With you lot. Yeah. Where does that stem from, right? It comes from you, but it also like. Like never underestimate having youth clubs and places that people can I mean, actually that was, so needed. to peak with you because like, there's a lot of people that don't have yeah. that that never had. Like, I work with young people still. You got parents that are working around the clock trying to get just to feed their kids. So there's no input in their kids other than 
TV and and what they're doing outside on the road. So they they don't have someone saying that oh you're good or you lot can be something yeah. like yeah. you don't win Tanzania like yeah, imagine that, was, that. yeah. We, like, and many? we raised you raised the money yourselves so yeah. um I Maz your dad didn't allow that trip I, re- uh, I don't remind me of that, um, so I took a group of um guys to Tanzania we went to Kenya and Tanzania didn't we Adrian right, yeah there were six of us and um, we raised the money we did fundraising they did everything from packing bags to washing cars to talent, talent show, show to do everything and um we went to Tanzania we had it was it was mad we had fun it was, it was scary it's unfortunate because I always think back to Tanzania and I go to myself I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have yeah. you know I was a bit young so it was just yeah. like we saw poverty it was a moment it was like yeah. two weeks bang it was over we literally stayed in a five-star hotel in the Serengeti for the, no, for the first Deep week, it. and then we went into then we went into. What poverty. happened with the cows? Huh? With the, with the, the it was like, the tent. It was amazing. It was like <laughs> no, we no, stayed no. in like cabins in the Serengeti, and there were like wildebeest walking past our room. What uh, about what about the the heart? What well, that's the, what you man did with the money. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no, 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 no. no. So the guy that took us there, he, I think what he did is he did it really, really well. So he took us to Kenya first. So. We did the safari thing. It was good. We didn't we even get laughing. a direct flight. We didn't even get <laughs> no. And then it took us to Tanzania. And then um, this where these guys, they were so amazing. They built a house for, I remember the lady's name. I think her name's Happiness or something. Yeah. They did the water, they built water tanks. They Bloody worked hard. We had to learn to. Children, happiness, blessing. <laughs> but we, it was hard. It was hard work. I'm not going to lie. It was a culture shock. It was like, even the food. I struggled. I couldn't eat the food. Um, because it was just the way... Things it's just what I wasn't used to, but yeah, Adrian, you did. But that well, experience. I, at that point, I'd eat anything. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I, I was not hungry. anything, but any yeah, most things yeah. But you know, but East I regret African not giving it. Very different from yeah. West, West African. African. So yeah, yeah. Love that you've gone yeah. and stuff. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. But so, like that, sorry, that thing changed your life. Like never underestimate that. I've taken kids like two years ago. We went, we went Kent. Some of them never seen a cow. Big seventeen-year-old yeah, never yeah. seen a cow. Like no, yeah. no disrespect. But it's true though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> Look at Daniel so laughing. You're laughing, but it's the reality, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Some it's people the never leave their boroughs. So they know? never leave the block. They, they never leave it. And like, yeah. the opportunities to be able to see, like, I always had good people that took me out places. Like, I had a white uh, Irish godfather that used to take me to Camden Market. Like, mm. never underestimate how much being exposed to something different allows you to think different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're always on the block every no, day, it's, it's, that's it's all true. you know. But if they were to have youth clubs now, I'm like worried that this is where people would be recruiting people. They would know where to go. But not if you've got good youth workers. No one did it there. Like, no one did it on the ferry. Well, I don't know. Did they, do you, were you, any of you guys ever approached to join, like, the ferry? Like Anyone could join. Anyone could join. You just have to start How rolling. How do you join? You just start rolling and start chilling with them. That's it. Mm. I think, first of all, you need to be seen as vulnerable, you know? And I don't think we were, like, a vulnerable group of kids. We were, like, like you but said, they we were, were the older Do you know what? Do you know what? You say the questions this, that They used to ask me. They used to come to me not obviously in front of you guys because that wasn't cool but they used to come to me and ask me questions about family about women and stuff like that and Mm. i think one was even fighting for custody of his child or something but Mm. they to me i saw them as vulnerable Mm. so yeah i get that i get that why yeah i think people even started post all of that like late in life like in their 20s as well Imagine being in your twenties. It's it's sad because join jump in, um, Eugene as well. Join like in your twenties. It's I mean, it's this. What is wrong with you? If you're in your twenties, this is why a little spice in it. And you're just trying to like what what what? I don't I don't understand that. I think personally, sorry, Eugene, to interrupt. The from my from what I have seen is people feel freedom as soon as they get to university. 
they've left their families, they're a bit more free, they start to open up a little bit more, they start to think, okay, this is a very easy way to make more, make money. Yeah. They start going into the drugs and drugs game and that leads them into gangs and then... But it's not easy to come out of it, by the way. Oh, it's not easy at all. Because I've, wor- I've worked with young people for many years and people are like, why don't they just not join that gang? Why are they in that gang? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm. It's not easy. If you know secrets... And you know so many different things. You think they're just going to let you walk? Mm. It's, it's not. It doesn't. I they don't can't sleep like that. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's shocking to find out that there's people in their twenties joining gangs. I think. Why are you pointing to Alex? No, because he, he brought <laughs> up a good point. Because at the end of the day, the only difference between me being seventeen and twenty-one is, uh, is the four-year experience, right? What have I been through during those four years? Mm. There's a lot of individuals that haven't experienced jack shit. Do you know what I mean? They've mm. stayed in the same borough. They've Sad. hung around the same people. So it's it's not it's, it's it's not a shocking thing that they've joined gangs. Whereas some of us have have gone to uni. Do you know what I mean? Travelled all those yeah. kind of things, and that kind of shapes or mm. or converges us towards like I don't know straight and Yeah, but a lot of people feel stagnant in their lives in that at that at that age mm. where they they feel like they haven't moved. So yeah. what's gonna get me moving? That's what I was gonna say. What yeah. Eugene? What do you think can get people moving? I think that's the thing what we said before. It's the opportunities and the exposure. Those two things go hand in hand. Um, the opportunity first, like being ex- and the exposure of, of being around people who know stuff, who've seen stuff, and just changing your perspective on life. Like when I went to uni, um, it was just it was just a new, it's a new way of thinking. And then I came back to London. I was actually surrounded myself with people who actually went back. I went. I surrounded myself with people I went to school with because they were they were doing the same sort of things I wanted to do. They were looking for jobs. They were looking to better themselves. And um, I think Addy said it before. It's like a gang is the people with a common goal. And I surrounded myself with people who had the same mm. common goal as me. Yeah. If you end up with people who are thinking negatively or anything like that, then you could go down another path. So you mm. have to surround yourself with the right people. And that could be, I guess what we could be looking for is like mentors and, That's what exactly and exposure is, yeah. to yeah, the world. Yeah, what absolutely. about you, Courtney? What would you say in this situation? To that same question? Yeah. I would say exactly what Eugene said. Um, and, I, and it also led me to think the fact that... Um, Another reason I probably didn't join grant, join sort of gangs or, or sort of the, the groups that were weren't doing the things that I felt that they should have been doing um, by law um, was due to like my family as well. I didn't have as I said before my grandparents. I had growing up I had a lot of family like I got a lot of aunts, a lot of uncles, and my grandparents and, and cousins. Um, grew up in East London, like Leighton Stone, Leighton Walthamstow, but none of them were. None of them were ever had ever exposed me anyway to that kind of lifestyle. Mm. So as far as I'm aware, the people that were around me, the people I used to and I used to hang about with them uh, on a regular basis, day by uh, every other day. And my cousin used to come around. I used to go around to my cousins or mm. whatever. Um, and we used to do just like that's just dumb, stupid like kid shit. But but it wasn't ever involved. It wasn't ever anything to do with sort of the, the street life or, or anything to do mm. with gangs. At least as far as I'm aware, because I wasn't exposed to that, it just led me to think that why would I do that when I've got so many like. Yeah. models and mentors that, doing, yeah. that seem to be doing well for themselves they all have like, jobs as far as I was aware yeah. um, so it just didn't make sense for me um, to kind of get into that, that particular avenue um, but, but with regards to sort of joining a gang later on in life it is just it would ultimately be a lack of opportunities right yeah um, you know you're, you're struggling to, to get what you need you're struggling to get food on the table you're having issues um, uh, at home or, or wherever it might be so you're, you're trying to make that bread and it's a rebrand as well, isn't it? Like you, you, you are trying to, especially at uni. Like, because I've got like younger kind of cousins or people that I have met. 
I, like, I've got younger cousins and people that I mentored in the past, and they've gone to university, and then they've gone and done some madness. And I'm just like, it, it feels like they're doing it because, um, again, you're easily led. You're not, you're not thinking, you're not thinking what you want for yourself. You're just going. You're getting yourself involved in stuff. Things carry on from ends and goes up to uni, and then you just get involved. Like you're not actually thinking, mm. and then now you're in it. Like you can't walk. You can't walk away because then yeah. you look like you're an idiot or you're not down yeah. for it. Yeah. But you don't really want it. Like you're not really. Mm. Even most people don't really want it. You know them. What there's like, you know the kids that are just like that's their life. Like that's but how they live. But you know what, Alex, going back to when Adrian and, and um, Daniel, Maz just stepped out of the room quickly, were younger. We were seeing, Adrian, was it like, there was a lot of views on Friday, a lot. Because yeah. I remember we had a Thursday group as well, so mm. we were, could be seen like nearly a hundred kids a week. Mm. Some young people were given the opportunity, come to what we're doing, let's get involved, whatever. But they chose not to, but they were given the same opportunity. But, yeah, but, but when you look at that, sorry, no. Like when, like when you think about it, like you can't underestimate the influence of like, like other circumstances, mm -hmm. right? You had, you had you guys on one side that were pushing them in the right direction, but they also had like a whole lot of shit on the other end. That were they were given the money. Direction. Some of them were you know showing I mean? money that was yeah. just, it, for them, it was us versus money yeah. with some of the young guys that I saw. But almost kind of like, I saw, I remember one young person that almost looked like he was asking for help. He couldn't say it, but he was begging for help. And even the guy that I spoke about that had been murdered, I remember doing a one-on-one. -on -one. That hit me hard. Mm. I remember I was pregnant with my first one. Remember we got a phone call. So before any of you guys knew, there was always, oh, Jerry cut him up. You know, there was all these silly yeah. rumours yeah. that yeah. I just thought, I was sick of children to think someone's cut. And it turns out it was, I'm not saying it was Cherry, mm. but he got cut up. So rest in peace. And I remember when I got the, I got told about him, his death before it was exp explained to you guys. And I'll never forget, Daniel, I don't know if you were there that day. We, um, Okay, yeah, we were there that day. When we were told that he died, everyone was just like, yeah, yeah, he's all right, he's, yeah, he's dead. No one was crying, no one was moved about it. It's almost like everyone expected that this was going to be his end. But you it can't show fear. Yeah. You can't show fear. Like That's what I think about as a child. But as a group, they were in a comfortable group. You can't group. show fear, you can't yeah. show fear. Did you feel like you couldn't show fear as well? No, I, for me, it was nothing to do with fear. It was just a general, I think it was an underlying general expectation of like, those are the results. If you live that people life, people are that's going the to die, and people are going to go yeah. to prison. And we've been seeing it for a long time, so you, you kind of become like desensitized to the situation. Yeah. Because yeah. I was shocked. That yeah. scared me. How so? Everybody was still like, "Oh, what what are we gonna eat next?" No, do you know what it was? It was that that was sad because the trail of events was he went in, and then um, came back, and he was he was different, and mm. then he he got into a few things, and then. We, we became distant and then that happened. He, yeah. he, like People just thought he'd done what he usually yeah. does, goes away and comes back and then... But he'd been yeah. dead for so and long yeah. and nobody even knew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's like, honestly, guys, this is the kind of conversation that we could keep having and having and having and ha like, it, it, it's, it's a long conversation. Um, I want everyone to please go around and just say one thing about, you know, this conversation, what we've spoken about today. What do you think we could... What can change? Can things change? I don't think it's as big as it, it. It always seems bigger than it actually is. Sometimes it's a small group, a minority, and I think it takes a lot of people that have gone through it to go back and give back to it. Like, n there's not enough people going into youth work. Like, there's not enough people going back and opening up initiatives where they've come from. 
And I think that's important. Like, no, especially if you've been through it, people want to listen to that more than someone that's mm-hmm. never lived it. And they're telling them don't do that. Like, there's 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 something that there's an authenticity. You lot have all come from that estate. Yeah. Everyone knows your lot background. Yeah. And like, if you lot could take what you lot know now and go back to those kind of people, you've come from that. We've seen it. Like, we've seen those that have made it, those that haven't made it, those that are still kind of yeah lost. So yeah, I think it's important to go back. Courtney, what would you like to say? Yeah, but following what um, Alex said, I think it's it's all about. It's gonna every every one of these answers is gonna be the same for me, right? It's gonna be that unity, right? That um, giving back, that that um, understanding, that attitude to realize that we have to build ourselves up um, for anything to get better, uh, and a way to do that is to to be united in our uh, and to have a common goal, um, essentially, um, as a community. And I think that's just something that we haven't yet got, um, and hopefully it's something something that we are moving towards. But um, yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, essentially just giving back um, and be uni- being unified. Adrian. Yeah, um, even going back to what Dan said earlier, um, like the marginal things we all do now, I think collectively in the long term is going to have a massive impact. So, do you know what I mean? Just the little things here and there. Like me and Dan have got little sisters now, for example. Um, our sister, your sister's in year same seven, year, right? Yeah, yeah, year, year seven is just educating them. Do you know what I mean? She's going to be like a grown black woman soon, just letting her know that, like, she, do you know what I mean? She yeah. is important in this world, and she is, she is a, a black, beautiful, independent woman, yeah. and the world is an oyster, and she can do anything she wants to, right? And it's just, and for our little brothers as well, yeah. do you know what I mean? Teaching them that the people that look like them are not the enemy, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, and, and for your sons as well, I guess, you know? So, yeah, the marginal thing, sometimes it's just like even just speaking to like the younger generation here and there. By the time they grow up, it will have a massive impact, you know. So, no one told us that. Mm. Yeah. So, brilliant. Yeah. Eugene. Yeah, I think it's the same with everyone. Um, like the small little seeds that you're sowing in these, like the young generation's hearts now, they'll just expand, they'll grow, they'll, they'll be massive. And something that keeps coming to me is like, all you see is all there is. Mm. So, give them more, just let them see more, and then, yeah, they'll, the opportunities will follow. So, yeah, exposure, choice, options. That's all they need. That was straight bars, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Straight bars. Fire in the booth. (laughs) All right, Maz? Yeah, just just reiterating what everyone else said, I guess. But I think everyone, especially the black community, should feel like, although they might feel the world is against them, they shouldn't stop really fighting for what what they feel, feel is right and for the opportunities that are out there. Just because someone's a different skin colour just because you're black just because you're you're an ethnic minority doesn't mean you can't go far in certain places as we've seen within ourselves um we can make it although it might be harder for people doesn't mean that it's impossible you see that there are there are some strong black, black personalities that have made it mm. with the mentality of i'm going to make it mm. so just keep that in mind and Pass that on from generation to generation. We can all do big things, especially if we come together as, as a community. Absolutely. And last but not least, Daniel. Um, oh, sorry, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for me, it's just just about what we can do as people. I think I think all these people that go into gangs, it's, it's a need. It's, it stems from a need and a want. And, Sense and of belonging. It, yeah, and they're suffering. So even, say for me, when I get older and I see maybe a kid that's, I see their mum working a lot 
I'm gonna be like, come, let's chill with my son, you know, mm. come round and eat, do you wanna watch football, do all these cool stuff because that little thing helps them massively. Mm. Yeah. So, so like it takes a you know it takes a village to raise a child. Yes, hundred yeah. so, yeah. Being like your brother's keeper. In yeah, some just being curious, yeah. being curious, mm. and actually wanted to help someone. Mm. Nice. And Ade. Yeah, for me, we'll be basically touching on what what the rest of the guys have said. We need unity. We need to. We need better representations. Obviously, we need the younger generation and younger kids to be able to see older black men and women doing great things t for them to want to aspire to be those great individuals. We need to create our own jobs. We need to build our own empire so we're not out there looking for work and begging the white man for work. So if we can, if we can create our own jobs, create our own community, create, build our community. Create Employ these young people. Th that's, 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 that's where job creation comes into play. So that's, the, that's, that's basically what it is, touching what, the same as what the rest of the guys have said, unity, creating our own jobs. Just Absolutely. Employing yeah. each other and empowering, yeah. each, empowering each other. Right, so we've come to the end of another episode. And um, thank you, guys. Yeah, this podcast stuff ain't easy, no? We're <laughs> 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 sweating in this room. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> Some but of us haven't eaten. All day, I know, right? But um, no, seriously, guys. Well, I mean, Courtney's had his food. But um, notice how quiet Courtney was, everyone. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, just, yeah, it's been a very, very good conversation. And um, thank you for being part of it. Thank, thank you. Next thank time, you. peace and love.